You're listening to Not the Sermon with Eric and Jamie. So a, a callback in comedy. Are we are we live? Oh uh, yeah, we're live. Okay, sweet. A callback in comedy is when you reference a joke that's been made previously. Okay. Okay. And and so uh, my goal is to have a callback during today's episode. Yeah. So we, you've got one episode. I got sure I got one episode. So there's got to be a joke at some point. <laughs> and then later on, I've got to reference that earlier joke. Can the, well, can, it can't. It's got to be done well. Can the callback joke be referencing the callback? <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe so. I guess so. Can we can we talk about meme culture real quick? Yeah. Oh, although before we do, hold on a sec. Hold on a sec. Hold on a sec. Did you see what I posted on Facebook this morning? Oh, the uh, I did something. It just came to me. I I I, ab- I obsess. Facebook pastor. No, I obsess sometimes because everything I say, someone's going to have something. But but Jamie, exactly. I know you said God loves us, but but some if we're not believers, <laughs> then how technically can? Yeah, I know exactly. What, what you quoted about. was scripture, but I'm not sure. Yeah, so I just it came to me this morning. Christians should affect culture, not reflect culture. Did you have a problem with the a effect e effect before you posted? I'm very no. I'm I'm good with affect and effect. I know it's. I don't. I'm not. It's all it comes from feel. <laughs> I have to feel it out, like affect effect. Okay, yeah, so I know. listen. I don't care about your theology. <laughs> what worries me as a pastor is your English. Oh, yeah. that's true. I've, I'm always, so, and I've never done it because I don't want people to get upset at me, but I always want to comment on your post as the the dude that's ultimately going to comment on it, like, well, actually, Jamie, right, right. blah, 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 uh, and you said this, and they pull out the one exception or technicality right, right. to what you said. So that makes me obsessed. That's, that's what I'm saying. Like yeah. when I post something, I'm like, uh, I'll type it out. I'll look at it. I'll walk away from the phone for a little bit do whatever I'm doing. And then I'll think, you know, like what are the ways someone can misconstrue and intentionally misunderstand this? Yeah. And, and, and almost, almost always there's at least one person who says, but, uh, uh, but actually, yeah, I love it. I want to be that person, but I don't, first off, I don't want people to think I'm being serious. Yeah, they, they will. Nor do I want people to think that I'm making fun of them, which they also will. <laughs> they and will. So I, I don't like the, and I've seen this because we have a very faithful church. Like people, yeah. like our church has our back. Yes. We got each other's back. I like have seen, you know, we do the fireworks fundraiser. And when I post, when people, I've seen people in like the Facebook group say, hey, where can I get fireworks from? This happened this yeah, last year. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then people will be like, oh, you know, VFC, Eric's tagging my name, Eric's selling, it's for the youth group in the Walmart parking lot. And then someone will be like, no, shop local, go to the other one. There's another one here in town. And then like VFC people are like, we are a local youth group. And then it's just like, right. we are, and it's just like, man, I just need to step yeah, back. No, it's I awesome. don't need to get involved. <laughs> you, you did something really cool. Someone, because people ask for church recommendations in the local, you know, town Facebook group. Yeah, yeah. And because, you know, like, I don't know why they just, I guess, I don't know. It's good to ask from people that know. But then everybody's going to push their church. Like, right. go here, go here, go here. And then you'll see, if I'm asking, and I can tell when people are being pushy. Right. But you got on there. And you did the old switcheroo reverse psychology. No. Reverse psychology. And so let me let me give you an overview of all the churches that I like and would recommend here in Thomasville. So you start bolstering all your friends. Yeah. And then at the end, you're like, and by the way, 
I'm a pastor here at Victory Fellowship Church, and this is our style and culture, but you don't have to go. So he, he pulled the old uh, switcheroo on everybody, and I'm, pr- I'm that person had to have come here. Oh, I, honestly, it, it really, like, all joking aside, like, it did come from a genuine, because what I was seeing happen is right. everyone was just saying the name of their church. Yeah. And that yeah. wasn't helping the person. <laughs> yeah, just come here, come here. Because they, they asked for a specific kind of church. Mm-hmm. Like, in, in the, yeah, I'm looking for this and this. And I said, okay, well, if you're looking for the, you know, like, worship style is different from church to church. So if they say they want a contemporary worship style, yeah. but then there's someone with a traditional worship style church saying, come here, it's like, they're not asking, I mean, yeah. like, why? Why would you say that? Like, I know you like your church, but like, if because so, the thing is, if if someone wants something other than what VFC is, and they come here, they're not going to be happy here. Yeah, and and that's they're just going to cause problems. Yeah, because they're going to want to change who we are and what we do. Yeah, and so it's kind of like I'd rather just help someone find their spot than try to convince them that we're the church they have to go to. Yeah, I think it's funny. Like, and you see the churches because as a pastor in a town full of churches, you you know you generally know all the pastors and the and the types of churches and stuff, and you'll see people like, you know, like you said, come to our church, and you're like, man, that church is not what they're looking for. Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, even not, if it's a not good being, church, yeah, it's, it's a good church, yeah. but maybe it, it just literally has an older style, like they're a red back handle type church. Like, come to our church, you know. It just it doesn't make sense. Well, if someone wants red red back hymnals, go to a church that has that. Yeah. Right. If someone wants a church with, you know, lights and a full band, go to a church that has that. But I, so anyway, th- people were just inviting them indiscriminately to every church that exists, and I was like, okay, look, here's the rundown. If you're Southern Baptist, here are the Southern Baptist churches. If you're Pentecostal, here are the Pentecostal churches. If you're non-denominational, here are the non-denominational churches. And I did throw our church in there. Of course you did, Jamie. But I did want all three combined. The Victory Fellowship. <laughs> no. and and then and then I threw out some other ones that you know just. But I, it, genuinely, I just, I honestly, I want people to find God wherever they're going, right? Yeah. So, yeah, I think it's important, and and you have to be somewhat discriminate, you know, like you said, with people coming to your church because if they're not supposed to be here, right, all they're going to do is cause problems, right? You know, and I think that's important for any church to realize like you have certain we have a, there's a flavor a culture yeah you know shaped by core values that we have like worship supernatural ministry you know a place to belong but like, y'all got that supernatural stuff there that supernatural stuff we we do that supernatural the parlor tricks We're, and the only supernatural i need <laughs> is the bible we grow legs at this church you need a leg grown <laughs> you, you, we're a church well you come in here hobbling with bad posture, you walk out straight as an iron. We'll grow that leg, boy. Um, but yeah, I mean, and then if someone comes to your church because you just did a good job marketing it to them, and then they yeah. just don't jive, I mean, you know. Although there are people who've come, I just to balance it out, there are people who've come to this church, they felt led, they didn't like the worship style. Yeah. They weren't sure about some of the more spirit-filled aspects of the church, and they stuck it out, and then they actually changed their position, or they grew to love yeah. Right, you know, longer worship or or whatever. So yeah, and those people are so funny too, and they're so faithful. Like, I've, there's obviously a couple that I'm thinking about. Yeah, yeah. You know, off the top of my head, that I'm like, they they should probably be. They would. They're they're more suited to be somewhere else, but they found their way here. Yeah, yeah. You know, and they didn't leave because they had some you know issues theologically or just you know they didn't leave over the minor things like hey I'm gonna wait this out and see well I, I said that Sunday right we were talking about a, a tough topic a, a, a theological issue that's very divisive and I was like look if you don't agree with what I've said then like 
disagree with us, but do it here. Yeah. Like wrestle with this topic, but wrestle here. Like don't leave if you disagree. Like, like stay here and let's talk it through and let's learn to love one another through the disagreement. Yeah. And that's what I think a lot of people are missing when it comes to church. They hear something they don't agree with and they're just, they're out. They're done, right? Um, or on the opposite side, they go to a church and they just believe every single thing that's taught. They buy it hook, line, and sinker, and it's like, well, let's let's talk about that. Maybe there's another way. So I I want intelligent church members to think through topics, and I mean, I, not not to be you know contrarian just to be contrary, but to think through and say, I, I want a high tolerance for disagreement here. Yeah, no, that's important. I'll tell you what's what's different, and like. You know, or it, it's it's going to continue to kind of change the the way that churches operate is like Gen Z. Um, yeah, that's such a buzzword. Gen Z, we got to learn how to reach Gen Z, dude. I, dude, Gen Z don't care, dog. <laughs> they're not very theological. Yeah, they're they're way more practical. That's why you see there's a huge like John Mark Comer with the spiritual disciplines, mm-hmm. and there's like this revival of just practicing the way, just practicing the way of Jesus. Yeah. That's all Gen Z is, man. I have so in in my youth ministry. I would say 50% of it, the kids and the parents are plugged into VFC. The other 50% are not. And some of that, a good portion of that, like they're they're actually plugged into other churches. Maybe they just don't have a youth group. Like I've got Church of Christ kids. I've got Southern Baptist kids. I've got Methodist kids, like whose parents attend those churches, but their kids come here just because they the authenticity. You do, you, know. do you also think it's because of the short shorts you wear sometimes? I would hope not, especially <laughs> since that dude got fired for those God loves or I love hot youth pastors. Yes, stickers. that's Jeez, crazy. Dude. That's this is old news, by the way, and I'm not even trying to out this kid because this was an honest. This was a stupid youth pastor move. That's he wasn't trying, was. right? He right. was not trying to be weird about it. There's a guy of youth pastor recently, a couple months ago, that. Um, thought it would be funny to. He wanted to get more kids to sign up for camp, so he he made these stickers that said "I love hot youth pastors," which that like that throws my meter off immediately. Oh, yeah, I sure. would never. I've done stupid things. I wouldn't do it that. Eric all along. Yeah, definitely not. And he got he got ripped. His pastor defended him though, and I'm so happy for yeah, that. Like good. he lost his job. Right. But his pastor was like, look, like this, we know this guy. This was not his intention. Right. It was a stupid it was a mistake. Move. And and I should have covered him better. Yeah. I should have been more involved. So I appreciated that because yeah, they could have buried him. So yeah. anyways. I co- bet you if it hadn't gone viral in public, he wouldn't have been he fired. He wouldn't have been fired. Yeah. No, for sure. And and so Cool Carl with the Sunday Cool t-shirts. Oh, yeah, yeah. Those guys are funny. They made these stickers that says, God loves ugly youth pastors. And I've seen one. I bought them immediately. On your truck. Bu- and dude, it is a conversation. Start. It's so, I have it on my truck truck and I forget about it. And so I'll run into people and they're like, hey, so you're ugly. And I'm like, I'm offended initially. I'm like, what are you? Uh, I'm ugly. Yeah, sure. <laughs> you got me. And then I'm like, oh, they're talking about a sticker. sticker. But anyways, yeah, that was that was pretty <laughs> dumb of that guy to do. But man, dude, it's it scares me. And even like as a young, uh, you know, 29, but I started youth ministry when I was 18. I came here when I was 23. Mm. I didn't know jack about anything. Like, but now you know it all. No, I don't know it all. I do not, <laughs> Lord. I do not know it all. Um, but it, like, I think I, I was thankful. I have a hesitant nature to begin with. Sure. Um, and so I don't, I don't do all the things that I think I should do, especially when it comes to hype. But like, you give a twenty-year-old some authority in a yeah. church. That's a little dangerous. Yeah, it's a lot. 
that's a little dangerous. I used to be when I was like 17, 18, and I was listening to all these big name preachers and going to all these conferences. And I was a preacher myself. And you know, like if you're a young person that has some speaking chops, you get elevated really quickly. Yeah, yeah. That's the story of my life. I got saved. And then six months later, I was a youth pastor. Yeah. I didn't even know about God. Um, <laughs> like it's seriously, I'm like, I don't even know anything about the Bible. Um, well, he can speak publicly. He can talk He's good. He's young. He can talk good. Let's, let's get, make him a pastor. Let's give our impressionable children to him. Yeah, like <laughs> yeah, yeah, like let's let's do that. Let's give these kids in like a very moldable time to this guy that just got saved. <laughs> what could go wrong? Yeah, what could go wrong? And the Lord protected me. But anyways, I'm I'm in that phase, and there's a part of me, a huge part of me that wanted to be elevated super quickly. Sure. I'm following all these church planters that planted churches when there were 20. Now they're like, they've got, you know, 1,200 members. That's what I wanted. And thankfully, my life crumbled there for a couple of years, <laughs> and I quit the ministry because I think the Lord was protecting me from I that. Think, I think we were all thankful for that. Yeah, yeah. God knows what I would have done if I hadn't been stricken with depression. Um, a thorn in your flesh. A thorn in my flesh to save me from making weird sexual stickers. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, dude, like that was something that I wanted. I wanted to be elevated quickly. And then now over time at 29 years old, I'm like, it's still, I need more time in the oven. You know, and, and that's, that's, I think, maturity in ministry, right? I, Thanks, I was, Jamie. I was telling, <laughs> well, I was telling someone, first of all, uh, you know, ministry is much easier than we make it. Someone's like, how do I know if I'm a minister? I'm like, if people let you minister to them. Yeah. That's how you know. That's exactly right. It is It is. It is a vocation before it's a title. Yeah. It's like you are doing the thing right. before you get called the right. thing. Yeah. And, but then I remember whether it was when I was a worship leader or a youth pastor or even a lead pastor, I remember sitting, you know, kind of in the judgment seat of people who were you know, in charge of whatever ministry and thinking, well, I would do this differently or I would. And, and then you get put in that position of authority mm-hmm. and you're like, oh no, yeah, I'm in charge. This yeah. is hard. What's cool though, is when you are in that, that sort of middle tier, that David, while you have a Saul, yeah. if you will, yeah. like you have these ideas, you almost have this intuition yeah. for ideas, like ministry ideas, intuition of what God is doing, but you can't act on it. Yeah. And that's a part of the, like the sanctification, if you will, of, or the, you know, the maturity and leadership. But then you get put in that situation, you're scared to death, you have, you have, you can't believe that people are letting you do this, but then you follow that intuition, yeah. that spirit led idea, and it works. And so you're I, like, maybe I am called. So I've got a question. And this is out of order. I was going to do this later, Okay, later in, in the podcast. Is, is this shady theology? No, it's not shady theology. Okay. We'll get to that in a second. But this is a question I was going to ask you okay. if it worked out. Okay. okay. So, and here's the question. Um, if I'm gone tomorrow, mm-hmm. like I just cease to exist. You die. And all, I'm, I'm dead or I'm in Tahiti. How do you die? This makes a big difference. I, very violent. Very ooh, violent death. Ooh, yeah. On the toilet? <laughs> Elvis style? <laughs> I, I mean, banana you Banana and peanut butter sandwich in your hand? I like banana and peanut butter. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Let's go. Um, but so I'm gone, okay, right? Violently. I'm, I'm violently. I'm gone. <laughs> Just hold Eric, on to the... Eric's already preoccupied with this I was about to say, yeah, I think I know where this is going. Okay. Um, and you're made lead pastor. Yeah. Of VFC right now, boom! Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, okay. What would you change? Like, like, what would your first like? It could be, like, 
uh, discipleship programs. Yeah. It could be about the building and grounds. It could be about how we run the actual serve Sunday morning service. Mm-hmm. It could be about culture in the office. It could be policies and procedures. Yeah. You know, like what is, what would you, and, and by the way, uh, your, your, uh, your salary does not depend on this answer. Okay. But seriously, what would you change if you were all of a sudden the lead pastor? That's easy. I've thought about this. The violent death part, I haven't thought about what I would do afterwards. That's the problem with all evil plans. You First, just, you'd do my funeral, right? Yeah, I would do your funeral okay, 100% good. If, good. if you'd have me. Isn't that weird? That's a whole nother thought. But I think of the people like they would have me do their funeral. Like, you know. Yeah, that is weird. But anyways, yeah. So first things first, um, I, uniforms. <laughs> the whole staff would have uniforms. It would be what I wear. It would be a collared Adidas shirt and short shorts. So no more plaid. No more plaid. So plaid is gone. Like, mm. thank God. Would you retire a plaid shirt in the sanctuary? Uh, we put a jersey up. Listener, if you don't know, if you don't follow the FC, I'm known as the plaid pastor. Plaidpastor.com. That's, yeah, that is my URL. It's plaidpastor.com. My, uh, plaidpastor.com. My Twitter, Twitter handle. <laughs> but, but because I wear plaid a lot. So, yeah. So he wears plaid a lot. So we would put a retired plaid jersey. We'd hang it up. <laughs> a jersey, a plaid jersey. We'd hang it up. Um, we would do uniforms. It would be collared shirts and short shorts. When it's skies out, thighs out all day, ladies, no one's safe. Um, no, seriously. So in, in mature thought, like think about this mature, I wouldn't change a thing for like the first nine months. Yeah. I wouldn't do anything. Yeah. I would maintain exactly what we did for probably the first year. Yeah. I would formulate a sermon series about how I'm not you. Mm. Seriously would do that. Yeah. I'm not Jamie. Cause it's hard. The hardest thing in the world is to be the guy after the guy. That's true. So think about this in college sports. Like Nick Saban, like Nick Saban's going to retire the best. Roll Tide. Roll Tide, the best uh, football coach ever. Ever. In the entirety of the universe. Yep. Um, and so he's whoever comes after him is going to have the worst job. Yeah. Because they're going to have – so that's what I would do. I would not change a thing for an entire year. I would formula up some way, a sermon series, maybe just one sermon, on how I am not you. Yeah, I'm not you. I'm going to do things differently. I'm going to make different mistakes. I'm going to have different wins. Different. We have different strengths. We're different people. We're the same. I, I say we're the same emotionally and mentally. Like how we think about things, how we process. But we stuff. look different. We look way different, guys. And <laughs> it would be an upgrade, y'all. Let, oh, let me tell y'all. nice. Um, so, listener, um, Eric is known around the office as uh, the the pastor of distraction. Yeah. Um, and so, cause he'll just come in the office when you're in the middle of something yes. and, uh, and just distract you with his hilarity. Um, and, uh, so would you retain pastor of distraction or would you give that to someone else? I would do I would 100%. I, you know, I create my own problems. <laughs> There's no better way to be useful than to create your own problems and be the solution. Cause what do you also call me? Solutions pastor. That's true. Um, so I come in there and I, it's I, not as funny, but it's true. It's true. Yeah. I, we come, I am the guy that you want. See, here's my problem. I'm, I, I, my longevity has not been tested. I failed even a few times in longevity. <laughs> we won't talk about that. But I, I am, I, when things are awry, I'm the one you want. I'm, sure. I'm yeah. great with, with putting out fires. Um, and causing them. And causing them. So like, <laughs> I'm serious. Like I'm thinking like hostage situation, on-site medic, you need someone to jump in there. Like, well, he's bleeding. We need to turn it. Like I'm that guy. You're the guy. So that's why I would do, I would need extra accountability on leadership, yeah, which sure. is why I would need to focus on either teaching or visionary leadership. So that would be the main thing I would change. That was a good question. And and in every single public bathroom, 
peanut butter and banana available. Peanut butter and banana, just in honor of my boy Jamie that went down with his boots on. See, that was a callback right there. (laughs) That was it. There it is. There it is. We made it. Sweet. Well, since we're on that, we're kind of going out of order here. Okay. So we guys, we have a segment we're going to call that we have. It's called Shady Theology, where we're going to bring up some shady theology that's coming in a little bit. I want you to hang on. We we move straight to the list. Let's do it. And so the list is since me and Jamie can't stink and talk to each other around the office anymore because we have to save everything for the podcast. <laughs> we're like save it for the cast, man. Save it for the pod. Save it for the pod. We just have a running notes list of stuff that we want to bring up. And so this is something, this is per a conversation with my wife that I had the other day about plastic surgery. Oh, okay. So Jamie, what what's your theological take on plastic surgery? Is it is it kosher, if you will, for Christians to get plastic surgery? I want to start off by saying, Plastic surgery is a funny thing, right? Like, I asked my wife about this. I was like, if you could get anything done, what would you get done? But she's like, I would get lip fillers. I'm like, lip fillers, that's the lamest thing in the world. (laughs) That girls that get lip fillers don't do it for other guys. Mm -mm. They do it for other girls. Mm -hmm. I have never once seen a woman in public and been like, wow, her upper lip is nice. That's an amazing upper lip. That is an amazing (laughs) upper Look at how plump. And No, I've never said that. But girls look at it. I was talking to someone the other day, another girl. I had met a mutual acquaintance of this person. And I was like, hey, I ran into so-and-so the other day. She says she knows you. This girl starts off, yeah, she has lip fillers. And yeah, she's a great girl. And I'm like, Why'd you have to slip in that she has? I was, it's like she, she had to slip. Like seriously, like yeah. Ray she just girl. wanted everyone to know. She's like, yeah, she has fillers. Yeah, she's a sweet girl. And I'm like, what? But but like, why are girls obsessed with lip fillers? Like they, I don't know. Anyway, so that's my question to you. So first, uh, let's start off. If you could get plastic surgery, what would you get done? Oh, and man. what's your theological take on it? I would get these these dogs pinned back. Like for the camera, I got some ears, bro. Some satellites, dog. I like your ears, so, though. Yeah, whatever. If you're looking to pick up AM channels, <laughs> I would get those dudes pinned back. Yeah. So, I mean, I think I'd do like the obvious stuff like liposuction, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, or, I mean, just a full hair transplant would be incredible. Oh, yeah, dude, go to. You got five grand, dog. Go to Turkey. I know. Turkey. Actually, as someone in the church said, dude, let's go to Turkey. Do it together. I know. That's what we were talking about. Dude, They. I've heard that for five Gs, you go to Turkey, you get put up in a hotel hospital suite. They pull, you know, they pull hair off your back or something. I don't know where they get it. It's the back of the head. <laughs> back of the head. Oh, I've, I've read about it. And plug you up. You get a couple days to recover, uh-huh. and then they send you home, but it looks like you have, like, maggot larvae on your head or something. Yeah, it's really weird. It looks like someone just took, like, a, a drill <laughs> to your head yeah. for a little bit. But it's a nice experience is what I've heard. Yeah, yeah. So so getting a full head of hair, you know, as someone who's obviously thinning, yeah, like, there's obviously this, thinning. obviously, there's, there's, like, some debate around my house, like... We had to Outer Jamie's head I'm for the, <laughs> for this podcast. I've told I've told my wife and the lady that cuts my hair. It's your jobs, both of you. <laughs> you need to let me know when it's time to shave my head. I don't want to look like an idiot. You need to, your hairdresser. Because I mean, there's there are times there are times when I, I'll see a dude and I'm like, bro needs to shave his head. Like it's, yeah. he's not fooling anyone, yeah. right? Um, so that's that's what I would do. Probably those two things. And I, I could everyone could use a little lipo, right? You wouldn't go. Vanity. Not vanity. Yeah, I know. Well, like, 
what you wouldn't go jaw you wouldn't get a little jaw like chucks going nah, on. nah like good that. I, I, although i've heard you know you can make yourself taller have you heard yeah that looks awful it looks awful like the pain and the amount of time you know i always wanted to be taller i'm just i'm like hey, stay real my short kings right around five i'm just i'm just a shade below five eleven five eleven safe though you're in the safe zone at five eleven it's when so. you dip below that people are like you're too short right which is, how tall are you i'm i'm six foot and a half i'm shoes yeah. on i'm six one i always wanted to be at least like six one six two yeah it's nice it's i bet not, it, is. it is it's great like you get to see everybody's self-loathing from up here but as be far a as leg growing church, <laughs> we are leg growing <laughs> for both legs to grow. Dude, I was in a hyper charismatic uh, meeting once, uh-huh. and I mean hyper charismatic. Like I like I'm mean, I'm a charismatic, but like like it was it was it was kind of going off the rails. Oh yeah, if I'm being honest. And dude came up to me, he's like, "Hey man, I'm gonna pray for you that you're gonna get taller." Let's go. Like he really Let's did. Let's go. And uh, and he like grabbed me <laughs> and, and it was. Well, I mean, he kind structure. of forced himself on me, if I'm being Ooh, honest. Ooh, hyper-charismata. And, uh, <laughs> and, um, and so, yeah, he prayed for me to be taller. I didn't grow taller. Oh, um, man. But he, he was he was a nice guy, but he's a little odd. Yeah, dude, hyper-charismatic. They, they'll pray, they literally will pray for anything. You know what they don't pray for? To be like Jesus? That. <laughs> this is that Jamie's giving me a look because I think he knows where I'm going. Dog, you ever been in a service where they're doing like straight up lineup of word of knowledges? <laughs> yes. So they'll get up. There's like 20 people. They're all going to give a word of knowledge. Statistically speaking, if you're in a room of 1,200 people, which I've been in those rooms, one of them has to have an STD. <laughs> no one ever calls out. Dude. God I, wants to heal an STD? I have called out STDs before. You're faithful to I the really story. have. True story. I really have. And I got reports that someone was healed. Let's go. That's no what joke. I'm saying. No like, joke. Let's go, God. Everybody's obsessed with plantar fasciitis. Yeah, you hear that every God time. wants because it's like it's a funny word to say and like plantar fasciitis. It's kind of impressive too, if you know that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's like, okay, all right, you're gonna get that because that's 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 fish in a barrel. But call out chlamydia. <laughs> call it out, man. Call it out, dog. Call out herpes. Call out herpes. And yeah. not the mouth guy. And See then, what happens. Yeah, raise your hand. <laughs> raise raise your, hand. your hand. So as far as plastic surgery goes. Okay. So it. theologically, yes, theologically, right? There's nothing in Scripture that's going to forbid, you know, uh, bettering yourself, how you look physically. Yeah. I mean, we all do it to a degree, mm-hmm. right? I mean, whether it's through clothing, whether it's through makeup for the ladies or the guys, yeah. Um, people, people are always bettering how they look through haircuts, through jewelry. So, so that's that's fine. That's part of it. Now, there is obviously their admonitions um, when Paul talks about. Women dressing modestly. Interestingly, he's not talking about showing skin. He's talking about showing money. Ooh, like he yeah. says, don't wear gold and pearls and really nice, really nice so dresses. The preachers with sneakers, guys, like spot on. I mean, yeah, don't be flashy. That's what he's saying. He's saying don't be flashy. And and, and now that that doesn't mean it's okay to like flash skin necessarily. But that's not the modesty he was talking about necessarily. He was talking about showing your money. Yeah. Right. And so that's because he didn't want people to feel less than. Yeah. When you gathered together, and so that's the kind. Of, so so is, is there a limit to that? Uh, obviously, right. So all the women at Target on a Saturday are safe from the modesty clause. <laughs> uh, well, 
I don't know, man. There's a lot of Dog, yoga pants. Dude, a lot of yoga pants at Target. It's everywhere. So we went to Target last weekend, and it's like, geez louise, y'all. Everybody's wearing, like, tight leggings. Yeah, you walk in, and they ha- hand you. And half shirts that probably cost as much as four shirts. Yeah. It's like they're all coming back from a regional pickleball tournament. <laughs> like, it's serious. And I was like, how's the backstroke? And you, But you can't. You're like, geez, man. Yeah. Your yeah, problem is you're going to Target. Well, that's, yeah. Dude, I mean. I do it for my wife. I mean, it's it's one of those. Ladies things. love Target. They man. love Target. They love Target. Um, but so so is plastic surgery like bettering yourself how you look, right? It's an issue of conscience, yeah. right? This is where you listen to the Holy Spirit. You don't make a rule. Um, I to to me, there's something very attractive um, about just growing old gracefully. Yeah, you know, you end up looking like from a celebrity because that's mostly celebrities right. I see. You end up looking better as you age naturally yeah. than you do trying to c- compensate. Well, when you've done a lot like the lip filler stuff, when you've done a lot of that stuff and you're older, you don't look younger. Yeah, you look like an older person who's had plastic surgery. Yeah, and, and so it's it, so and, and if that's what they want, great. Like I'm not like that's their thing. Enjoy sure. it. Like I want you to be happy. Yeah. Right. I want you to feel confident. But like, like you can't reverse age. That just doesn't yeah. exist. And so, well, if you if you listen to enough Joe Rogan podcasts, you can. So, <laughs> so I, so I, I, you know, for me, if someone came to me personal personal counseling was like, hey, I want to get all this stuff done. I want to get you know all this. What do you think from a pastoral perspective? I'd be like, look, if it seems good to the Holy Spirit in you, then you have freedom to do that. But like, what is what's the reason? The motivation why? behind right? it. Why, yeah. why do you what? What wound are you trying to heal through this? Yeah. Right? Like, what? Um, what is there something in your life? Is there a wound? Is I mean, because, dude, we have all been made fun of. I've been called Dumbo my whole life. Because <laughs> of your ears or because yeah. of your grades? Oh, <laughs> no, my grades were good. Uh-huh. Uh, no, nah, it's definitely because of my ears, dog. I, yeah, dude, my whole life, seriously, it's, it's, it's been a thing. And so these ears... They run in the family, bro. Yeah. I saw, I, was, I visited my grandmother a couple years back and she, uh, I see her more than a couple years back, actually went to her house and I saw pictures <laughs> of like her, her dad, her yeah. grandparents. I was like, there they are. They all got the ears. There they got them satellites, dog. Look at them. And I got them. My uncle had them too. He had them pinned back. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, there's nothing wrong with pinning back ears. I don't, I don't have a problem with that at all. Yeah. Not, not at all. I would I just, feel, I just I don't want someone confident. to find their self-worth, their value. And how they look, right? Yeah. And I mean, like, I grew up, my best friend, all throughout middle school, high school, even as a child, an incredibly good-looking guy. He actually, after college, went off and had a modeling contract. And turned gay. He, <laughs> no, he's, he's, he's happily married, lots of kids, great dude. But he's always been incredibly attractive. Mm-hmm. And so just as a, as a teenager... It was so easy for me to internalize being the ugly best friend. The ugly friend. <laughs> I mean, just being... You were that what was the Goonies, the, uh, the sloth. No, not sloth. The... What was the guy that did the dance? Uh, was it the, uh... who's the guy with the big disfigured face? My that's name's... sloth. Yeah, sloth. And there's that meme that's going around. It's like I'm gonna take you home now, and he's like, <laughs> Yeah, that's Jamie. <laughs> Hey Jamie, we're going to uh, my house after the game. You coming? Yay. No, I was Chubbs. Chubbs. Um, I, I was Chubbs. I was the the friend Chubbs. Chunk. 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 That's yeah. it. Chunk. Chubbs is from Happy Gilmore. Sorry, okay, that's yeah. uh, um. So so yeah, that that's my answer. I hope it satisfies. So gr- like guys, girls, Jamie, you got permission. Go for it. I mean, pray about it. Fast <laughs> about it. I mean, seriously, seek the whole. Don't just do it. Uh, but seek the Holy Spirit, see what He says. But like, if if it seems good to Him and you, there's gonna be a lot of husbands praying and fasting. Be happy, man. 
Yeah. Be happy. And and don't get into a bunch of debt to do it. That's the other thing. Yeah, I mean, dude. the cost of this is it's intense. Yeah. And, and, it's, and, it's serious. You, you don't need to to go all out on it. Well, that's cool. Yeah, Thank that's what you. I'd I say. I peace now. So, Shady Theology. Shady Theology. Well, that's pretty good for actually no that, planning. Yeah, that was no planning on that, guys. <laughs> we could have hit. We could have hit three parts if we'd tried. Yeah, maybe yeah. next time. Let's try. do it right now. Shady. I don't know. Well, so what's the what's the melody? Uh, just, decide da, the melody. Da, 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 da. That's not a melody, dude. You're just like <laughs> I don't know. You do the melody then. <laughs> we'll come, you, we know right, we're going we'll to practice this for next time. Right. We'll practice it. We'll get it down. All right. So shady theology for our listeners. It's a segment where we talk about theology. Theology is a study of God. Theology is a particular belief about God. And sometimes theology makes it. It gets popular around churches, yeah. but it's shady. It's like yeah. either unbiblical or it's it's slightly biblical. Yeah. And people just kind of take off with it and go into the ditch. So uh, we're going to talk about our shady theology for the week. And, and sometimes it could be something that we want to believe. Like There's a ton of theologies that like aren't necessarily correct that I would love to believe. So, all right, my shady theology. Okay, give it to me. Caveat, maybe shady ecclesiology. Ooh. So this is... This is um, some some troubling stuff that I've seen. I saw it. There was a big trend of it in like the sort of early 2000s to mid 2000s. Then it kind of toned down a little bit because everybody got pumped up on life groups. Um, and then it, I see it coming back is the sort of church markety approach to getting people to join your church. Mm. So it's this idea like I was I'll just start. I was watching this. I was scrolling. So I get a bunch of church ads all the time. And I've been getting a ton of church ads where it, church, church chads, um, church ads. <laughs> chads. Well, they are chads and they're standing there and they're like, you know, you need to, in order to grow your church and they start going into like, mm-hmm. man, you need to have a greeter team up front that says like, you're okay the way you are and your parking team, you need to put an espresso machine in your parking lot so that <laughs> visitors can come up and get their espresso. And it's I'm sort down of, for that. It's this like sales pitchy marketing approach yeah. that's devoid of anything gospel yeah. oriented to get people to join your church. Yeah, sure. And like I see, dude, I come from a sales background. Like if it weren't for the Lord, I'd be making six figures right now. Um, <laughs> but like I, I enjoy that. Like I enjoy the Lord. It. No, you would destroy yourself. I would destroy myself. I'd be sitting, mercy, dude. I'd be sitting like I'd be covered in like like lattes, ice cream, ice cream probably. <laughs> um, like driving a huge peanut truck. butter and banana. Yeah, peanut butter and banana. Second oh, call back would have been great. Um, <laughs> but anyways, yeah. So I'm 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 a sales or you're a sales or I mean you came from a sales came world. from marketing yeah like marketing, marketing advertising world. yeah and so like I appreciate some of it yeah. but there's my spirit hurts with some of it too yeah, it's yeah. just like how can we get people in the door right and like you know how can we arrange our foyer how can we pump sense and like this is the stuff that he was saying like yeah. you need to you need to pump sense in there here's the top 10 cents get people to stay oh, yeah that's uh um, that's antichrist you know dude. here's follow up like <laughs> and follow up systems can get a little crazy like i, I appreciate as an administrator yeah. i appreciate follow up systems but they're like you need to touch this person at least 3 times don't let them whoa, say whoa, no whoa 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 
But no, like, but you know, like touches, like we need to call, you need to email and you need a mailer. And it's just, yeah, it yeah, wasn't, yeah. it's like you, you're telling, you're teaching people a good, a good skill. They're going to come, but then you're going to ruin their spiritual life because you're like either not prepared to disciple them or you're attracting people who are not there. They're to not be prepared sh- to be discipled. They're not prepared to be. They're dis- not there. That's exactly. And we talked yeah. about this last podcast callback. Um, it's not what it's not a that. callback. Um, but uh, we talked about how people try to disciple the world. Well, the, what the yeah. church is trying to do is they're trying to get the world in their church right. and disciple the world inside the walls, which is so counterintuitive. Well, so here's and, and I totally agree, right? And and so if if you have a church sign, you believe in church marketing, yeah, right? So we, there, there is there is some marketing. There is you know you named your church, you know all that kind of stuff. Like we'll never have my name on our church sign. Blom bleep come. Um, like, like, really, we'll never put my name on there. Pastor uh, Jamie, no. I, I don't want that. I don't. You go to the church where Phoenix is the AV guy. <laughs> that's right. That's right. So, so I, you know, I get that we should be hospitable. We should be welcoming. We should be all those things. But yeah, like a lot of it just seems so fake and shallow. And we just want to get you like that, dude, like pumping like a scent into the foyer for the purpose of making people feel at home. Dude, that's that's antichrist. Anti meaning in place of Christ, the anointing. Yeah. Like instead of offering them the anointing that Jesus saves, heals, delivers, sets free and can make you new, or we're going to give you a fresh lemon. Yeah. I mean, that's not... <laughs> Yeah, that's that's like that's an idol, and I'm not against like because we do some of that stuff. I mean, we have a pretty slamming foyer, like it's nice, and we have ways of following up with people, but it's not our idol. And and what I see is because you know I I feel I was lucky. I've always, for the most part, been a part of like healthy churches for the most part, Um, and like because we're healthy, people want to come. But if you're the pastor of a like a struggling church and you're just doing everything right. to try to get, you're gonna buy into that hook, line, and sinker. Yeah. And it may or I've heard of people, I've heard of churches about going like seriously about going under, trying to do all this stuff but still not getting people. Right. Um, it's just, it's sad. It hurts my heart. It's well, like, you know, you have a whole group of a demographic of people that are just buying this and then it turns, which we all know this cause it's a buzzword, but it turns like church people who are supposed to be disciples of Jesus into targets. Right. Like they're, they're consumers. Right. Right. And then if you get a bunch of consumers in your church, what are you going to have to do? Create. You're going to have to create content for them to consume. Yes. Right? And it might not be biblical. It, it might just, we just got to get something out there. We got to do something. We got to entertain them. Yeah. Right? And so, yeah. So this is what set me free. So in the Bible, a pastor does not create sheep. Mm. Think about it. No, he doesn't. Sheep create sheep. possible. Yeah. Sheep create sheep. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they, in, in, in nature, sheep create sheep, not the shepherd. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and Jesus... Jesus says that I will build my church. Uh, and so it's not like, not, I don't want to push people away, although Jesus did that. He intentionally said things to make people leave. Yeah. And then he turned to his disciples and like, this is uh, John 6. He turned to his disciples. He's like, are you going to leave too? <laughs> we ain't got nowhere else to go, dog. We <laughs> right. sold everything. We, right. <laughs> we left our families for you, bro. How like, disappointing. Like how look in the mirror moment was that for the disciples? Because they're, they're just as freaked out as it, like, drink my blood, eat my flesh. Right, right. Hey, guys, are y'all leaving too? Like, 
Yeah, we literally sold everything. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, don't you know have anything to go back? I guess to. not. <laughs> yeah. Jesus was saying, you know, eat my flesh, drink my blood. The disciples were like, no, no, don't do that. What are you doing? It's not cool. <laughs> we, we just we finally have a good crowd here. Yeah. And, and crowds look. People want real. You won't have to worry about crowds and people showing up if you just offer them love and the truth. Yeah. Like if you love and the truth put together, right? We'll we'll draw people. Creates little sheep babies. <laughs> and so I you know, yeah, yeah. The the problem with, with that kind of marketing is it's putting the onus of church growth on the pastor or the organization instead of on Jesus. Yeah. Instead of on the sheep who should be reproducing, right? Yeah. And I, I think it's I mean, that's totally true because I have I talk about this Bible study we had one time when I was a teenager. You know, we we had nothing, we didn't even have air conditioning in the place that we were meeting at. Um, we had one wall unit that just blew humidity in there. And like, we started with like four or five people. I feel like, Jamie, you about to explode on something. <laughs> I'm just I'm laughing at what you said earlier. I'm pretty sure we're going to have to cut. Which, can we say it again so we have to cut two parts? No. Oh, it's, um, on, it's on the line. It's on the line. <laughs> nah, we're not cutting nothing. It was funny. Yeah. If it gets cut, guys, and, and you're just, you have no idea what's going on, ask me later. <laughs> I've already forgotten what it is. But anyways, yeah, so we had this Bible study, and we just we had the Lord, and it grew to like 40 or 50 kids, you know, just yeah. from three counties. And then I've been in places <clears> – <throat> You know, like here where we have a nice building and like we're packing it out because the anointing is here and people right like we're not act we make more mistakes as yeah. far as marketing goes than we do actual wins. Like we yeah. had a whole meeting this past week staff meeting, like, yeah, so we whiffed hard. Yeah. But we had like a ton of people and and God the name of Jesus was lifted and God was yeah, you know, there. this last Sunday. Like, just we'll pull back the curtain, let you guys... This last Sunday, there were at least three major mistakes that our staff and team made Yeah, as far as, like, wrong announcements, get, not putting things out that should be we there. We had two announcements in a row that were just wrong. I'm like, yeah. what? How did we... I mean, there, there was just a lot of mistakes. And and the cool thing is, is evidently the Holy Spirit doesn't care because, man, he was there Sunday. Oh, it was dope, man. It was so good. It was so good, dude. Blake Love, shout out, Blake oh, Love. Oh, bro, so Moved good, like butter. I was <laughs> like, I was, there, I was like, let him cook, they, let him they cook. Killed it this Sunday. Our worship team, man, we're so blessed for real, for real. Man, that's so good. So yeah, that's that's my uh, that's your shady. That's I like that. Theology. That's good. That's good. I like this segment. We'll come up with some harmony. We'll uh, we'll get it done. I like it. <laughs> yeah, I like it. Phoenix, our faithful engineer, who you've heard chiming in on his low quality mic, um, it's all right. It's a <laughs> it sounds wow. as good as ours. Yeah. Um, whatever. Anyways, um, <laughs> so he's going to give us uh, a couple of, like weird news, weird Christian news segment, and me and Jamie are just going to react to him. Let's do it. All right. So, venomous snake falls from the sky and attacks a woman. She screams, "Help me, Jesus!" And a hawk swoops in and snatches the snake off of her. Oh, let's go. Dude, that's amazing. Her, name's, her name is Peggy Jones Woo! out of Texas. Come on, sister Peggy. Like Peggy Jones was mowing her lawn when suddenly a venomous snake fell out of the sky, wrapped her in her arm and struck at her face. I, I'm assuming she was like under a tree or something like. So it, my it's theory, raining snakes. My theory is the hawk dropped, dropped, this, um. dropped the snake. So this has kind of happened to me, but not with the snake. I had a hawk in my yard drop a squirrel like right next to me. I think he was like <laughs> eating the squirrel up on a branch. It's raining and squirrels. And I walked by. Hallelujah. I heard this little thud behind me, you know. I look down and there's just like this half-eaten squirrel carcass on the ground behind me. And I'm just like, what the freak? Yeah, Blair Witch <laughs> And I looked project. up and yeah, and the hawk flew off. Wow. So wow. this hawk probably had a snake, dropped it on her. So she screams... 
help me, Jesus. So did she? Did it fall on her? Yeah, it fell on so her. Did he? The hawk pick it off of her? Or maybe it hit the ground and yes. she came and got so it. So it gets better. Suddenly, so she she prayed, "Help me, Jesus." Suddenly, a hawk swooped down and tried to grab the snake, but it was it took it. Was not initially successful. After a couple of attempts, the bird snagged it and flew off with its dinner. But, um, like, the hawk, like, shredded her arm. <laughs> There's actually... Oh, no. the, the, y'all can't oh, see. I don't know if y'all can, I can see, see that. Oh, there. Lord. But, uh, uh, you know, you can imagine, you know, there's a venomous snake wrapped on your shoulder. I don't think that was an answer to prayer, flying. dog. I think yeah. that was divine judgment, dude. Her <laughs> arm is shredded. Can't see it, like, I would have rather have gotten bit. It was a venomous snake. I mean that's that mm. looks bad, but that's probably all superficial. That looks like a tattoo sleeve. Oh, it does geez. look like a blood. Sleeve. Disgusting. Yeah, that's rough, man. Yeah, for those of you who don't want to see blood, don't Google this. So, so here's the thing. Here's the thing. All right, so let's let's just talk. There's about an this. obvious scripture. <laughs> what? Don't if you pray for help, God will send a hawk. I, I thought they, <laughs> that they will mount up on wings as eagles. <laughs> <laughs> There's a, this is in one of the lost books. So I love, so I, there's this constant battle in my brain between like skepticism and childlike faith, right? Yeah. So the skeptic in me is like, that had nothing to do with God, right? And I mean, not, like you said, the, the hawk had yeah. the snake, happened to drink, had, tried to get it, tore up her arm, nothing to do with God. And that's that's kind of, I would say that's like my natural default is to be like, a little ah, skeptical. Yeah, yeah, a little skeptical. But I'm training myself to have faith like a child. And to say, you know what? I want to give God glory whenever there's an opportunity. Anything good that's happened, right? If anything good, even if it's only a little good, because there was a lot of bad with it, just a little good, I want to give God glory for that. So I get it. Like, I want to give God glory for like, wow, I could have been bitten in the face by a venomous snake, yeah. right? And so thank you, Lord, for saving me to where only my arm was ripped to shreds. But then the skeptic in me is like, well, why didn't Jesus just stop the whole thing? Yeah, right? I was, I was going to say, that doesn't sound like an answer to prayer. It sounds like one of those genie prayers. Yeah. Like where it's like <laughs> unintentional consequences. No, it's a monkey's paw. You ever heard of those? Yeah, yeah, like yeah. You, yeah. Pray, you get like a very literal answer to a prayer. Yeah, yeah. That's rough, man. I don't know. I, I do think we're going to get to heaven, and there's going to be so many things that God did to protect us and keep us. Is this right after he shows us all of our sins on a TV monitor? No, dude, I don't have any sin, bro. <laughs> yeah, My sin's forgiven. Yeah, he's going to... I mean, I sin. I'm not saying I don't sin, but uh, Jesus took it. There's going to be a couple volumes for me. I, yeah. dude, I used to think that. I used to think when I was a little kid that there'd be like a movie screen That's showing... my mom told me. All my sin. Yeah, no, Jesus took That's my sin. That's why we need all of eternity. Yeah. That's right. John, Jesus took my sin, bro. That wasn't that's that's a good news article, uh, Phoenix. That's yeah, that's good. Right, well, this guys. has been fun, man. It has. It's been really good. Um, well, that was fun. It was good, man. Thank you guys for listening. Those of you, the all three of you that tuned in, uh, we we really appreciate it. Remember to rate and review. <laughs> rate and review. Yeah. Click the like button. Yeah, we don't have to click the like button. Hit but I that think, like button. Uh, subscribe. I think I think rating and reviewing does something. Bell. So if I don't know what it does because we haven't even really edited any of these episodes yet. But if you feel feel like you you got some value out of this episode, go ahead and rate review in your uh, favorite podcast. Leave a comment. platform. Yeah. Is it wait? Pack this is those algorithms. Is this church marketing? Oh, oh God! <laughs> oh, <laughs> conviction. Of mortal sin. Mm. All right, we'll see y'all. How can I make money off of this? Bye bye bye. Thanks for listening. 
This podcast is a production of Victory Fellowship Church in Thomasville, Georgia. Eric and Jamie can be reached at emailing notthesermon at gmail.com. Gracious and compassionate.